Everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. We are broadcasting live down in Arks Value Village in Richfield. That's right off of Penn and 66, kind of bordering on Edina. Um, it is an awesome day to come out and thrift. And so we're hoping that you guys will come down. You know, if you want to bring stuff to donate, you can do that. But you also can walk away with so many cool things. And today we have a 20% off coupon with the Weekly Dish if you want to come down and hang out with us. There, we are literally shopping after we end this broadcast because yes, I are. am already there are many things I want and this is where I'm going to fill up my house uh, I just took a picture of one of the listeners that visited us this morning her daughter came and had a handheld mixer yeah and she had a three dollar crock pot and Listen. it was one of those big, like, oval ones where you can get a whole roast turkey in there. Well, I'm telling you that I just took a picture and put it out on Twitter the uh, the, the glassware that I'm kind of hoping someone else will come by. Oh, because the- if they don't buy it, I'm walking away with it. I don't necessarily have room for it, but I don't know how to pass up these fleur de glasses with the gold. Beautiful. I mean, this is perfect. Okay, so- Stephanie, here's what you do. I know. So you go home with your new stuff, and then you get a box for the stuff that you're ready to let move on to another family. So it's like in with uh, the old. But I'm not ready for the other stuff. <laughs> That's my, my problem, problem is I too. don't have space. I moved. We all know that I moved, and I moved to a smaller house, which is great, and I love everything about it. I'm just starting to fill up. Like yeah. I started with emptying everything out, and now I'm starting to be like, oh, if I buy this roaster pan, where will I put it? This uh, where will I even store it? One of the listeners that came, she said, I had my car loaded up with stuff so that I can donate, and then I feel like I can buy a couple things, and yeah. I don't feel so bad. I know there is a Sunbeam mixer here that is like the kind of mixer that your mom had when you were a little kid, like a handheld. It's Ooh. it's the stand. So before oh. the KitchenAid stand mixers, yeah. there was the old Sunbeam models. Stands, yeah, yeah. It, but they have one here, and it was eight dollars, and it's br- almost looks brand new, nineteen seventies white. Huh. Brand new 1970s. I was going to say sort of brand new. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Uh, So we are, this is the time of the show where we have a call. I think we still have a caller on the line. We forgot about that. Yes. We have Nancy on the line. Hi, Nancy. How are you? Hi. What can we help you with today? Is there another store anywhere in town similar to uh, Coastal Seafood? Is there, I'm sorry, what was the question? Is there a store anywhere in town close to, or that is like Coastal Seafoods? Where Are you, are you looking for something seafood-specific, Nancy? Um, yeah, or, or fish-specific, or meat-specific, or, you know, similar to, like, Coastal Like, do they have a competition other than, you know, some foods or places like that? Yeah. Well, so... I will tell you that there's a place called Octo Fish Bar, which uh, they have an almanac uh, fish market over in St. Paul in in the old Heartland space next to the um, farmer's market. And they have a fish counter that they are doing very cool. They have very cool fish there that maybe you won't find in other places. Um, And you can call them and talk to them and ask for special things to be ordered. They're happy to be a resource for you. And in terms of if you're... If you're looking for meat, you know, there's Clancy's, there's the Linden Hills meat market, there's the St. Paul meat market. There's a lot of meat opportunities. Yeah, it's the seafood thing is just starting to really kind of get going, I think, in town. So hopefully that'll help. Well, that's- All right. All right. Yeah, you bet. You're, you're welcome. Uh, okay, it is time for the top two, an hour two. Give me 
And now, the weekly dish presents Top Two, Top Two. The Top Two. Pick your best two. In our two. All right, give me two, winning, 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 winning. All right, this is the time when we talk about two of the things that we are loving this week, things that are on our minds. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I do. Um, Okay, so part of, I, we have, uh, or I have a podcast that I do called Makers of Minnesota, and I had the opportunity to podcast uh, last week with a guy that I'm kind of still thinking about. His name is Kevin, mm-hmm. and he owns a business called Riff's Smokehouse. It is in Northeast Minneapolis, and he's doing a lot of commissary, like pulled pork type things for... Um, uh, events and venues, but one of the things that he's working on is this candy, candied bacon, and it's this bacon that comes in like a plastic pouch that you microwave for like thirty seconds, mm-hmm. and it's really, really good. And I just really enjoyed spending time with him. He was really a sweet man. They also have, as part of like their facility, they almost have like a test kitchen on site. They're a really, I've been to this place and it's, you know, an industrial park in yes. Northeast and you basically at lunchtime can smell the smoking and all the truckers and all yes. the warehouse workers. The $6 pork sandwich. Hop in and get a $6 pork sandwich yep. and it is a piece of magic. This It's very um, neighborhood driven. It's a $6 pulled pork sandwich. He's got his own barbecue sauce. Yep. You can buy the pork there. You can buy the barbecue sauce. It's a bag of chips, a pork sandwich, and a soda for six bucks. It's kind of unreal. Yeah, and you can and, and this is you can buy like vacuum packed yes. pork to go home. I've totally bought his. You stuff can buy before. the candied bacon. So that's yeah. at Riff's Smokehouse. I just cool. it's on my mind because it's yeah. very community driven. It's a it's kind of a little secret spot. Too. Yeah, I love it. A hidden gem, if you will. All right, I'm going to give you last night uh, before we went to Spoon and Stable for dinner. I popped into the Hewing and I was reminded what I love that they have there, which is a highball machine. And I haven't talked about this very much, but you know, a highball machine machine. and what that is when you drink Japanese whiskey, the way to drink it sort of lightly and to drink it sort of in the summertime is to drink it as a highball. Japanese, the Japanese culture, you, you get a nice little sort of a medium tall glass, kind of like a Collins glass, maybe with a fleur de lis on it. And you get a couple big cubes of ice and then you mix a little bit of whiskey and soda water. It is a throwback to the Mad Men days and, but it's called a highball, but the machine is a hyper carbonator. So what this does is it carbonates the water that it mixes with the whiskey to an degree that is almost like champagne bubbles. It is soft and lovely and delicious. And it is your alternative if you don't want to be a beer drinker in the summer because it makes you heavy and it's too much, you know, like thickness. Get a highball. Okay. I'm even interested in this. You would, in fact, the woman I was, I was hanging out with Jen and Michelle and Michelle, she's like, I'm not normally a whiskey drinker. And she was like, I'm coming back for that. Okay. Yeah. So, and they call it the highball. It's the highball. And they have a different, they have a menu, a couple different menus uh, or a couple different drinks on the menu that are highball versions. And you can choose which whiskey you want to put in your highball too. Okay. It's really cool. All right. I'm it's loving really that. Cool. That's a great top two an I hour know. two. Okay. What's your next? Um, we went to uh, the Naughty Greek, which has a g- delicious Greek food. They've got a, a smaller place on Snelling Avenue, yeah. but they've opened a larger place that has a lot more seating off of university. They're doing a ton of catering. They have delicious, gorgeous meat. space. Yeah. And it they, is beautiful. Falafel is really good. 
they are uh, for Greek Orthodox Easter, which is actually tomorrow. They're oh. having a giant Sunday brunch. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. So I saw an ad for it when I was there and I thought, oh, that looks really good. So you can go uh, to the Naughty Greek on University. They're going to have music. They've got uh, stuff for kids. Let, so me tell you celebrating. Something, let me tell you something else about that. Around the corner, there's a new brewery. Oh, yes, there and is. And I was like, what? When did this happen? I can't, it was either Great Divide or Common Divide or something, but it's just right around the corner. And apparently, you can, they're, they're hooked up together, and you can go to the brewery and order, and they'll bring you naughty Greek food. Okay, I love that this idea. Is, um, we this did is not gonna, know this. This is going to change. Like, if we were in studio right now, I would be heading there after the, the show. Yeah, because we... It's sort of a dearth over there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we have Foxy. Surly, we've got Foxy. Yeah. But it's it's hard to... We Sometimes you and I have gone to the Dubliner, but that was like... Which is fine to drink, yeah, but the food, you know. know. So and this is, they have better food than they used to because they bought Bonnie's next door. This is true. So it's good bar food, but sometimes but you want something else. We are always hungry after the show, hopefully like you guys are, but we just don't have the resources while we're talking. Yes, exactly. Right. So my second one is going to be this list of restaurants that Dara compiled for the magazine uh, of tweeted 24 woman-owned restaurants. Wow. And food and drink. Actually, it's food and drink spots in the Twin Cities. And we were thinking about it because the women chefs and restaurateurs are coming to town. You know, the, the national conference is coming in uh, April 21st through the 23rd. Yep. And so we were talking about uh, what we could do. You know, we were just saying, like, people want to come and they want to support the women chefs and owners. And we started, she's like, what should I do? Like a dozen? I'm like, yeah, just do like a dozen. And all of a sudden it was, she was like, I can't, I gotta go. We gotta do more than that. And so we got up to 24 and then there was a point she was like, we posted it. And then she was like, oh my God, we forgot 10 more. There's like 20 more. And we realized how marvelous it was that we had an overrun of women owned yes. businesses. So there's everything on there from the Kim Bartman Empire, Grand Cafe, Hi Hi, Glamdoll Donuts, you know, owned by two lovely, crazy women. Love them. Obviously, Pizza Ria Lola and Young Joni, Chef Shack. But, you know, also things like the Twin Spirits Distillery. I don't know if you know Michelle Winchester. Yeah, she is a, I just met her. A marvelous human, and she's got a great moonshine, Mama's Moonshine, that's made during the full moon. Yum. Very cool. Um, Breaking Bread Cafe, you know, Gist, our favorite wine yes, bar. Yes, our right? two Kai gals over at Gist. Yep. And everything from Rise Bagels is owned by a couple of ladies, you know. Of course, we have El Brito Mercado, our sure. favorite from Miss Woman owned. And, uh, you know, Nightingale has Carrie McCabe-Johnson, who is the chef there. She's also the owner with her husband. Um, you know, St. Paul Pagory, we've got Gardens of Salonica. Yeah, she's all hilarious. All these things. So, you know, it's really chef kind Jack of... Jack Ranch. Yeah, and then we went, and, and then literally we said, you know, who did we miss? And the comment section went kabonkers. And I love the fact that people are like... Kabonkers? Kabonkers. Don't forget about Blackbird. Don't forget about Lowbrow. And they're like, Jones in the Park, obviously. Yes. You know? Susan and Joan. And... and the T-Rex cookies and thinking about Fig Tina and Pharaoh yep. and Jellybean and Julia up in Anoka. I mean, the over, the outpouring totally warmed my heart and I was so excited and I just felt like it was a great thing. Yeah. We've got a great women owned restaurant scene and lots it's of fun so stuff supportive. happening. Yeah. So I'm adding this, I'll put this on the, uh, on the uh, Facebook page. You guys can dig into it if you want, just to go support the women. And if you're an industry person or even if you're not, there's a lot of cool events. It is the women chef conference coming to the twin cities, April 21st, 22nd, 23rd. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, Carla Hall, who is from The Chew and also winner of Top Chef, is going to be one of the speakers and the moderators. Yeah. There's all kinds of fun activities. You can sit in symposiums and yes. uh, talk about women in the industry and how we can lift each other up. Yeah. All good things. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to take a break. When we come back, we have our friends from Kowalski's here and they have entered the meal kit arena. So we're going to talk with them about their pre-made meals when we come back. We are back. We are just admiring the lipstick on our uh, microphone covers uh, (laughs) because when girls wear lipstick and then you are on the air, sometimes the lipstick gets on your microphone cover. Hello, everybody. We are here live at Arks Value Village. We are at 66th and Penn. Eileen just came by and got her book autographed, which was real sweet. So nice. Uh, our friend Lisa, who is the P1 Arks Value Village shopper, who's been shopping here since I've known her for 25 years, came by to say hi. Yeah. I said, did you get your coupon? She goes, I was just here last night. Like, she is literally here all the time. So wow. that's kind of fun. Wow. And amazing. we are being joined by our friends from Kowalski's. We have Rachel Perrin here today. Hello. Hi. And Troy Schmeling, who works in the meat shop at yep. Kowalski's. That's right. Do you get to like hand pick the purveyors of the meat that you're carrying? And That is a big part of my job is procurement. So, yeah, I get to go, uh, go to farms and, and see operations. So that's probably my favorite part of the job. Pretty neat. So yeah. you guys are a family-owned business. You're local owners. And... Um, I think I first saw a prepared meal on your shelf, and I I saw it kind of near the meat department, and I thought, oh, that's interesting. It's a box that you can buy. Tell me about your new prepared meal kits, because you're getting into the meal kit business. Right. Well, one thing that I have learned in my many years of working in grocery is people love having stuff done for them. Yeah. You know, and I, I really, <laughs> it really hit home when I saw peeled clementines in the produce department, and I thought, wow, we have reached a new that's level that of is. convenience in grocery. <laughs> <laughs> and so... The meal kits are just another another step in that same direction. You know, people want things easy. They want them ready for them, done for them, prepared. And so that's kind of where we landed with our meal kit program. We wanted something that kind of had that level of preparedness and convenience that customers are looking for now. The same level of quality and taste um, that we they come to expect from everything that they buy in, the, in our store. Right. So, Troy, are you responsible for figuring out like what meats are going to go in the kit, and and is there always is it there always a meat choice? Uh, it, every menu is going to have one vegetarian option. Uh, so currently, we have four meals, different meals that you can uh, choose from, and one will always be a vegetarian. But yeah, the the procurement of the protein is is my big contribution to to the program how often do you rotate like what the choices are like i know i did a chimichurri which the other thing about your meal kits that i thought was interesting the the description that you had in there and the cooking directions it was really very well done because i've been cooking a lot of these meal kits to see some of them they're not as intuitive as you think and mm-hmm. i'm a fairly good home cook and i've had trouble with some of them um yours was very easy i thought it was very family friendly the portions were big, so you could really feel like you were full just on having this meal. And you had a world focus. Tell me about that. Like, why are you yeah. picking the recipes you're picking? Well, that's, yeah, so you mentioned the chimichurri kit, which we have for another week, I think, before we switch to a, a, a new April slash spring menu. Um, but everything's got something that's a little bit global in focus, just to kind of give people a chance to taste something that they might not otherwise 
pick up in the store because they're afraid of it or they're yeah. afraid of making a commitment to a whole bottle of harissa paste yes. or, you know, some other spice that they're not familiar with. And so this is really what we're trying to give them a chance to do is taste it, try it, no commitment, no long, no bottle that's going to sit in your spice cabinet or your fridge until you realize it's old and needs to get tossed. Right. It's just a chance for you to taste it. So chimichurri is a great Argentinian example. Um, and so... I just think it's an important way for people to get a chance to try those those unique and fun ingredients. When you put together a meal kit, like what are you looking for? Like how do you know easy easy to cook or like how do you make the decision? Troy's laughing. Well, there's a lot that goes into it because um, one of the challenges is just procurement of of proteins in a Mm -hmm. in a size that works yeah you know we want eight maybe to 12 ounces of protein in the meal and it's hard to get that portion from producers yeah so we have to look at what we can do internally through either our meat departments or our central meat facility or our central kitchen where the meals get actually packaged and prepared and figure out it kind of starts with the protein what we can and can't do and then from there it just is it's it's can you get the shelf life on the produce uh, right, ingredients, right. you know, and that's another big component. Yeah. yeah. Right. Cause that's, what's driving the whole thing is the quality and like the, the something that's going to spark people's interest. So it's the quality protein that Troy's responsible for. It's those unique ingredients that they can buy in the rest of the store. It's making sure the produce is really top quality too. Cause people know us for our great produce. So like I said, it's hard. It's, it's yeah. a tough, tough part of our jobs lately we're and then there's a price point obviously yes. we're trying yeah, to stay that's within the thing. like it can't be more you know it has to be convenient it has to be priced well it has right. to be easy enough to do so that i'm not taxed you know and that's right and make me want it right and you have that's to a lot. you need to be able to do it in a reasonable length of time because yeah. even though people it's convenient and a lot of the ingredients are prepared people don't want to spend more than 30 minutes making their dinner no. they just don't i mean so it has to fit that criteria as well. So yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. And one of the things that's cool about our program, though, I think that's a little different from others, is that some of the ingredients in the kit are actually truly prepared. So, like, onions is a really good example. And I right. love the fact that in most of our kits, we have sliced or diced onions if you need them because you often don't need a whole onion for a meal for right. two people. Right. And what I hate to think about doing is putting an onion in a box and someone only uses a little bit of it and then they have this half of an onion that they think either they have to throw away or put in their crisper and don't know what to do with it or don't yeah. have a plan for it. So that food waste is a big concern for us as well too. So And nobody likes chopping onions anyway. So no. we just give them chopped onions, yeah. just the amount that they need or that something like different. garlic. Yep. And I think that's something that makes it a little bit um, unique and special. And again, food waste is a huge concern of our shoppers right now. So we're really trying to layer that into that whole decision-making process about how do you decide what goes in a kit. Yeah, there was there was an early kit, I won't name names, that just sent, you know, like an, an onion and uh, garlic and it was sort of just rolling around in the box. And I was sort of like... Yeah. You know, well, I usually like a little bit more garlic than this. And so I wasn't, you know, it just felt like it was sort of thrown together. So I love that fact that you're thinking about the consumer end game with it. Yeah, definitely. As we evaluated um, the home delivery kits is, I think the big thing for us was how can we do it different maybe and and minimize waste and packaging waste. Packaging is, I got to be honest, I got one from, um, from Chicago, you know, testing out this Italian chef. She was trying to do her thing and it was very cool. And the, the meal was great. It was a pasta meal that I ended up making but it was there was so much packaging so many little things and so I just ended up it was like overwhelming that I couldn't think of doing that every week yeah I wouldn't do it every week well the other thing about those and I I have tried them as well is that you have to know what you want for dinner on Tuesday on the 
Thursday before then. That's and the who other thing knows I don't that? Like, yeah. No one. No I one. I don't even know what I'm having for dinner tonight. So it was I really can't. when I knew like the boxes were coming that I'd yes. ordered. I was like, oh, okay, I got this box of food coming, and now I'm going to happy hour, yeah, but shoot. I still have to like cook the food. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, that was a nice thing. We're gonna go ahead and we're gonna take a break. Um, but when we come back, we are going to keep talking with the folks at Kowalski's. Try. I have questions for you about seafood because we had a question earlier, so I want to talk about that. Sure. And as you guys know, or maybe you don't know they carry a lot of local products at Kowalski's and every time I sit down with a Minnesota maker you're always the first store that's carried their products so I asked you to bring in some of your favorite makers we'll talk with them when we come back on the weekly dish sounds good all right we are back you are listening to the weekly dish I am Stephanie Hansen here with Stephanie March She's uh, recommending restaurants and eating delicious Kowalski's apple pie we are here with Rachel and Troy from Kowalski's so I, I have this podcast that I do called The Makers of Minnesota. We've done 82 episodes, and you can find it on the my talk page or podcast one. And what became clear to me as I started sitting down with these Minnesota makers is everybody talked about that they started out at a farmer's market, then they went to Kowalski's. Mm-hmm. And they said, I went there, and I didn't have my packaging right, and I didn't have the ingredients listed and the things that you need for grocery. And they would one by one talk about how much Kowalski's helped them get their product to market. And so I want to talk a little bit about that because you guys, you're obviously a local company, but you've done a great job of helping these companies get the product to market. And then some of them, you know, they're able to expand into like super values or high V's. And I just really appreciate that you've done that. Why is that important to you? Well, I think selfishly it's because I find these great people will come in with a product that I think I love this and I want to buy it and I want to make it happen for them more just because I think people need to be able to, to try these, these products. Yeah. And so for me, I just feel like, yes, let's do this. And I've had so many conversations with Minnesota makers that come in and they've got something in a Ziploc container or, you know, their first container ever. And looks nothing like what we have on our shelf now, but it's, it's like, I can remember those conversations and just think, yes, we, we have to make this work for you because this is something that people need, need to try. And so it's just a, it's a foodie thing for me. I just want to make it happen for them. But I know Pam Powell, the salad girl has talked about like she was at the farmer's market and you guys helped her with your packaging and just really have supported her all the way along down the line. What are some other Minnesota products that you're excited about? Well, some ones that I, I brought in here with me today, um, one of them is Maddie and May. So I remember yeah. meeting Brett Stryker. Yep. Um, he was making the popcorn in his apartment in right, uptown. Right. And, and now it's like, it's this great all natural popcorn. And the flavors on his popcorns are just so unique. He's got like a bourbon barbecue. I brought in birthday cake and cookies and cream. I didn't think I'd like birthday cake popcorn. And I'm like, it's, I don't, it's addictive. Know, yeah. It's Strangely, I am not a birthday cake flavor person either. No way. I, I did a so podcast good. with him and he brought me raspberry lemon and I yep. just kind of was giving him the side eye like, meh. It's it good. was real good. It's crazy how good they are. And the bourbon barbecue tastes like, do you remember trying that one? It was, Troy, the yeah. bourbon barbecue tasted like a barbecue. It was yeah. so good. And so he, he strikes me as somebody that I just thought, yes, we need to make this happen. And um, another one that we're currently working with, it's kind of new to our store, is um, 
a couple named Sarah and Partha. They're out from, from Hudson, Wisconsin, I think, just over the border. But they make this product called Flavor Temptations. And it's, they're, they're an Indian um, couple and started making this product for their son when he went off to college mm-hmm. because he, he went to college and he couldn't recreate the dishes that his mom always made for him, the, right. you know, traditional Indian cuisine. And so she started making these spice kits for him and then thought, well, other people must want to do this too. And so within the box there, there's a bunch of different sachets of individually packaged, imported, really, really high quality Indian spices. And there's instructions in there on how you layer the spices in. It's not like curry powder that you think of when you go on yeah. the island by curry powder. It's like individual spice sachets of cumin, ground cumin, cumin seeds, turmeric, cloves, garlic, Which, cayenne. Because Indian cooking, the challenge usually is like getting all the spices together, right? And doing them in the yeah. right order is what, it I, is. what Sarah's it's the right order. Me. It's And it's, you know, using them sort of of having that knowledge, someone helping you holding your hand along the way, that is invaluable. And that's what she was doing yeah. for her son was yep. teaching him. Well, you can't just dump it all in at yeah. one time. And it's not just, you have to do it in a certain, at a certain way in a certain matter. And it's really taught me a lot about Indian cooking, which I love anyway, but they're just a great couple and um, very new to our story. We have that in their global foods aisle. I love that stuff. You have this item in your department, Troy. Yeah. Uh, Peter Christensen from Delwood Country Club has his own spice line. We we gave him one store in White Bear Lake to test his spices out and his rubs, and now he's in all 11 of our stores, and Plump the product Chef does phenomenal. Diablo Shake. And he's got a variety of flavors, He's got too. a cowboy rub. He's got an original. He's got a sunshine shake that's great for seafood. It's more of a citrus type of a seasoning, and uh, I think he has six total, and they do great. Yeah, you guys, I think, were one of the first people to carry our friend Heather Manley's Heather's Dirty Goodness. Yeah. yeah. Her yes. original is my life-changing spice for chicken and, and turkey. Great. Speaking great of Heather, Crooked Waters, yeah. her stuff's in our wine shops, too. Oh, yeah. So we've got, like, the Crooked Water Sundog Gin, as I'm excited yes. about, coming for yep. summer. So she's another great partner for us. So, Yeah. Lots of good stuff. I think helping local, you know, producers out is it was a, is kind of a direction from our owners. Obviously, Jim and Marianne founded our company, yep. one store on Grand Avenue, and there's a lot of people that help them grow their business, and they just feel, you know, that's how you give back to your community is you help others. So, do people just literally call you and say, "Hi, I have this rub," or "Hi, I have this mayonnaise," or whatever their story is? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, that's and will you meet with me? And do you like yep. budget a certain amount of time each month to try? to have because you must be very busy well every yeah sure we're busy but there's not a budget it's just one of those things that's it's a beyond the budget you know you just just make the time to to talk to people and and work through and i've met with people um who've had an idea of something that they decided it wasn't what they wanted to do after talking with us or or, you know they they're really early on in the process i meet with people in all levels or all stages of the development process and i'm happy to talk with any of them because it's it's one of the most fun things that i do as well it's just getting a chance to connect with people who are customers and and also they're into food so it, it's as i said beyond well, the budget. Yeah, you just do it it's the excitement you know what i mean it's the people who are excited to bring something innovative and new and you guys are always looking to put new things on the shelves to bring guests and customers the next big thing which is very cool yeah uh troy can i ask you a question about seafood because we just but, had a question earlier mm-hmm. in the hour about you know is there somewhere to go for seafood besides coastal seafood and stuff's very uh uh fortuitous in thinking that seafood is going to be local seafood is going to be having a moment here. Yeah, no, I think that we're, I think that with the, the fish guys putting more effort into bringing different 
kind of uh, fish to market and, and widening and being a part of exposing exposure for those fish, that is a huge thing. That's Minnesota landlocked. You know, we love our lake fish. When Ocean Air opened, I feel like we learned a lot. Sure. And I think now it's even more, but we kind of need our hands held a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And there's, I think you're going to see a lot of local producers. In fact, there's, there's a few that are kind of in the early sort of development stages right now. There's, there's talk of a, a, a closed loop system in southern Minnesota to, to grow and raise walleye, yep. um, which is a pretty hot topic in Canada right now, the sustainability of those fisheries where walleye is coming from. Um, obviously, on the side of the old Schmidt Brewery, we've got people growing Arctic char and, yep. and salmon currently, and that'll be coming to market here in the next six to twelve months. Um, you've got uh, you've got trout farms in southern Minnesota that we're we're selling their trout in our stores. There's there's shrimp growers in the state of Minnesota. Yeah, a lot of shrimp growing. Um, things are really starting to pop up, and I think you know seafood sustainability is the biggest hot topic in all of seafood and all bodies of water. We're really trying to protect these these bodies of water, and there's a lot of mouths to feed on the planet. We have to figure out a way to do it without overfishing all these right. these fisheries. Well, and you're wearing Schooner Bay jacket as we're sitting here, and <laughs> Schooner Bay is my favorite, the only farmed salmon that I would ever buy, and it's because of the way that, that I know how they farm it up in the sound and the way that they make sure that the waters, the way that they care about that ecosystem and make that a part of their message. And the fish is so good. It's so like good. Like that salmon, I mean, I find that there is a difference between farmed salmon and wild-caught salmon. You yes. can tell. And I think that the Schooner Bay stuff is spectacular. Yeah, most definitely. I was fortunate enough to be able to go up there uh, last spring. I took a group of uh, 10 of us up to to uh, Canada, and we got to see the farms, and they really care about the yeah. environment. I mean, that's the bottom They're line. Glacial, they understand that the glacial waters is not something to use. It's something to be a part of. Right. And I think that that is their Because a lot of salmon farmers, you know, you've heard the nightmare stories, and you worry about the world's stocks because of that. But yep. I, they're very conscious of that, so it's exciting. So when you are um, looking towards summertime, like what kind of things are you bringing in any new things in the meat department or... Are you, you talk about Kowalski's has such good produce. You'll start to have uh, flowers that people can buy outside. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, it's just the dead of gross winter today. But what are we looking forward to? Give us some inspiration. Sure. So, I mean, a sure sign of spring on the way is fresh halibut in Alaska. Uh, that season just opened last week. So that's always sort of the first Yum. thing that comes to market. And then middle of May, the Copper River will open up. So you'll start getting all the fresh wild salmon coming out of Alaska. Yeah. Yum. Um, certainly that's a that's kind of a big deal for us. Yep. Um, but we're working on some new things, some new cuts we want to introduce uh, to the market. Flat iron steaks, which are really big. West Coast, yeah. East Coast, you don't see a lot in the Midwest. Yeah, there's um, been more, but yeah, and I don't starting think, to. Yeah, yeah. yep. Um, well, and for me, I, I have to say that they just hit our stores this last week. But if you're a fan of the champagne or the Atalfo mango, or they call them honey mangoes now, whatever you call them, they're they're back, and they're my favorite fruit of the year. And so that for me is a real sure sign of spring too. We've got yes. those finally back in the store. I've eaten like four of them just this week. It's ridiculous. Are you gonna carry ramps or pickled fiddleheads? We were just talking about I heard someone. Have- someone, <laughs> someone said the question like, who's gonna have them first? Right. You know? I heard you ramps. talking about that this morning, and I said, I know they're gonna ask that question. Um, those kind of 
of things are something that we don't get a lot of requests for. They're type, the type of thing that people don't know how to cook at home. Yeah. So they're not necessarily sure what to do with it when they get there. It doesn't mean we can't get them for customers who want them yeah. from, from our local distributors. So there's something that's available for sure. But not a lot of people are, are cooking ramps or those fiddlehead yeah. ferns at home, pickling them and deep frying them. Or yeah. like But I think you bring stable. up a good point that if you have like a cut of something that you're looking for, like I have a recipe that calls for lamb necks. Mm-hmm. And it can be hard to find them. So if you call ahead, you can usually get something situated, right? Absolutely. And have it picked up and check it out. That's, yeah. That's right. Yep. Okay. And prepared meals, you're going to have new ones in a week, you said? Right. There'll be a new menu starting, I think, not this coming Tuesday, but the Tuesday April after 17th. that. April um, 17th. But like some of those things we mentioned earlier, like that schooner salmon's in, in the kits coming up in that oh, new menu, which is great. One of my, as I said, my favorite menus of this coming um, group. And then also, you know, local turkey is in the kits now from yeah. Ferndale Farms. Yep. Yep. And then we got a bison chili uh, yeah. coming up. In, oh, in that sounds meal. good. I love bison. And I'm obsessed with, you guys have turkey wings. Um, that I've been buying. Bradley Trainer and I were just talking. We're both obsessed with turkey wings, and I'm buying turkey wings at your store. Kind of like a inexpensive, but you've got an organic turkey wing. Yep. I'm making like chicken broth, and then I'm pulling the meat and making chicken salads. And so we were just we had a whole conversation last night about how Bradley is slow cooking turkey wings and corn. He's doing lots of corn in the yes, instant pot. Corn. <laughs> An Instant Pot, that is something. I wonder if there's a prepared meal that could be an Instant Pot prepared meal someday down it's, the road. It's it's a good question, and those things are super hot. I just did also do a turkey breast in the Instant Pot. I'm doing like this summery version of a turkey sandwich, so it's not like your gravy, mashed potatoes, you know, sage yeah. flavors, whatever. It's got like real fresh summery flavors, but it's something that you can do kind of like a pulled pork. Yeah, yeah. But you do it in the slow cooker, yeah. and it's just oh, a fun I'm variation on a pulled, pulled meat sandwich. So Yeah. yeah. All okay. right. Well, thanks for being here today. Thanks you guys sharing minnesota makers and for being such a good local supporter we appreciate it thank you we're gonna go ahead and take a break you're listening to the weekly dish we are live at arks valley village at 66th and penn stores getting busier people are thrifting they're getting their good finds we're holding on to our jackets just in case someone doesn't walk off with them because people here are very serious about their deals we'll be right back Hey everybody, welcome back to uh, The Weekly Dish. We are here live at Arks Value Village. And I tell you what, there are so many good deals, so many great shoppers here. And I'm I'm just, I'm like basically waiting for the show to get done so I can go grab shopping. Can I ask a pop culture question? Maybe. Did you hear that Cardi B, who just was singing with uh, Bruno Mars, that she is going to be on the Jimmy Fallon show as a co-host? I don't know anything about Cardi B other than I think she's on Saturday Night Live tonight. Okay. That's well, all I know. if she is on Saturday Night Live tonight, we should watch it. I'm going to the Decemberist tonight. Are you? I'm very excited about that. What's, yes. That's kind of fun. Yes. Oh, Ophelia. Is that what that is? Yeah. Okay. That's one of my favorite songs. I am his, I am famously unaware of titles and names of bands that are like, I can know that song. And I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah but I would sing. never say that. I would never know that that was the Decemberist. That's funny. Yeah. Jacob gets mad at me all the time because he's like, I go, who's this? He's like, you know who it is. And I just don't <laughs> I'm remember. A, I'm a good wordsmith. I can remember words to songs too, but you know. Right. So what a fun show we've had today. I know. Hey, I wanted to let you guys know Red Rabbit we had a little small fire. Yes. You heard about that? I did hear about it. They and are open again, so it's okay. 
It Just was so you a know. quick little kitchen fire that they had in the North Loop. Right. We're excited for them. They have also announced that they have bought a catering. They're going to start a catering and event center over in Northeast Minneapolis. They, it's all I it's mean, been announced, till, but it's yeah, kind of under wraps. Well, here's so. the deal. It's not happening for two more years. So it's kind of like, we'll just wait. Yeah, but I am excited to see what they've got up their sleeve. Yeah. And obviously. So Sea Salt, you know, opened last week, but now has closed again. Really? Because yes. it's just too cold? It's too cold. It, though, it was too slippery on the sidewalks there. They're not, the park you know, the park is not being maintained necessarily yet right. with all of that. So it just is really, it's really kind of a bummer. But they're, they're like, we got confounded. We went too early. So they're going to open on April 12th. Okay. So next And week. hopefully the snow will be gone by then. Yeah. Well, yeah. God. There is we are a- supposed to have some good weather this week. There's been a dramatic change happening at Sea Change that I want to talk about because Chef Don Gonzalez has left Grey Duck yep. and is going to Sea uh, Change, which is the restaurant in the Guthrie, mm-hmm. which I am excited about yeah, that. I feel I like too. it's time to freshen that girl up a little bit. Yeah, and- I hope that they bring good cocktails, too. I would love to see uh, that bar become something of importance. That outdoor patio in the summer yeah. that they have right out there is so beautiful and such a great spot. Yeah. I've always felt like, oh, I want to go there, but I want to have a good experience, too. I know. I know. I've had just mixed things Me too. happen there. That's Me too. the unfortunate thing. But it is a lovely space. And they have, I mean, when you talk about that seafood is having a moment, you know, that would be something that you'd think would be then a star of yes. the current scene. And I think that they've had a little trouble, but okay. I'm excited by that. Um, letting you know, too, by the way, that uh, there's <laughs> there has been word about the former Donnie Dirk's zombie den, finally. We are interested in the word. This is... Uh the woman, her name is Lisa. I can't nope, think. Leslie, Leslie Bach. Thank you, Leslie. Leslie Bach, who owns Psycho Susie's and Betty Dangerous Country Club. She has, about a year ago, she announced that zombie, you know, Dirk, Donnie Dirks was dead and that soon there would be something in this space called Mr. Stevens Snuggery. And how, She's so clever. God, she's so art. She just is art. But she basically has said, and then it was like a year of silence and nobody, there's nothing happening. So finally... What they're doing, and I kind of am very interested in this. I'm, I'm a little excited by it because what they're doing is they're going to only be open on weekends, Friday and Saturday, two cocktail parties a night. They're doing a two-hour cocktail party. You buy a ticket, you go to the cocktail party, and then when it's over, you leave. But it's all about you buy a ticket, I think it's like 30 bucks or something or $38, and it's, all the, it's cocktails and snacks included, and it's supposed to be sort of the art of conversation. So you don't have to like plan the cocktail party. You just go. I, 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 um, neat, funny. You don't like it. Oh, I think I will. Yeah. I'm just really trying to get my mind around this. So, so I like that it's a new thing. She's always very cutting edge and doing cool stuff. So I'm going to buy this ticket and go with my friends to this cocktail you party. You can go with your Or I'm going to go alone and Both. experience a... Yeah, either way. You could say like, hey, let's go to this. Let's go to, let's go get a ticket and go to Mr. Steven Snuggery. Will you do it with me? Maybe. <laughs> You're so mean. I am. No, we'll go. Maybe. We'll go. I, I kind of want to go by myself, though, too, one time. Oh, see? No, 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 no. One just time. You just you alone. Yeah. Like, I do want to go just because I want to see what it's like from a single person's perspective to go. And I mean, will people talk? Is there going to be like a topic at hand? There's a lot of vagueness. Yeah. But it, it's an adult only thing. Like they're definitely adult. They're, it's definitely an adult themed thing and not adult as in strippers, but like <laughs> adult as in. 
you know, it's not like a family friendly place. So don't think that. I I like the idea of here's what I want to do. Yeah. I want to do this concept, but I want to be the host. See, but this is where I you have to sit back. No, I want to be the host and control the well, conversation. And I want to bring well, table cards. Well, then you need to go find a bar to do this I at, know. I guess, apparently, or just keep having them in your home. This is a good idea. I'm saying I love the idea of there being, and I love the idea that it's a two-hour thing. You show up, you have a two-hour thing. If by eight, you have to leave by eight, I assume they're going to kick us out. And then at 8.30, another set comes in and they do it again. And I love that idea that there's sort of like... A beginning and an end. Yes, and then that's it. There's something kind of attractive about that. And there's something about having someone sort of plan a theme, but not really. Like, you're not going to for an event. It is definitely about mixing and mingling and discussing and talking. And I'm not sure if there'll be a topic saying today's topic is the art world or, like, naked paintings. Or, you know, is it jazz music? Is it dead? I don't know. But I'm excited to find out. See, you could be a good host, too. Those were all very good topics, except for naked paintings. (laughs) But Okay, here, let me give you a... Would you do like eating in a restaurant with a naked painting in it? Yes. There's plenty of them. Yes. And it doesn't bug you? No. There are people who won't go to Manny's because of the, oh, the ball. I know. And there's the balls. And Barbette, on the... I think, has like the, the butt painting, you know? So, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, that's a thing. Could you write an article about the naked paintings in the Twin Cities and we could have a scavenger hunt? We could do that. <laughs> it just sounds very fun. That sounds like it. We could do a, a naked painting crawl, a yes. butt crawl. <laughs> I'm All sorry, right. everybody. <laughs> you know, this is what happens when you're live on remote. I mean, that's the thing. Okay, so there's a dinner coming that I just wanted to make sure that you guys sure. go to. Uh, at Seward Co-op Creamery Cafe. They I love are, that place. I know they have oh, a, their Brussels sprouts are life-changing. Isn't it so good? Oh, So yes. cute. So they're doing a farm table dinner with Dream of Wild Health, which is a Native American-led nonprofit farm and youth leadership program. Okay. And so there's, it's that whole indigenous foods thing, which mm-hmm. I love the idea that we've gone from local... Like loving local, and now we're taking that, that step farther, saying what's indigenous. It's not just about, you know, okay, well, you grew these strawberries. What's indigenous? What is the fruit? These choke cherries, these ground cherries. That's a that's a thing that was grown here and, and thrives here and flourishes yep. here. So I really love that idea, and they're having it on the 17th, and uh, it's just $40. I'm not sure if there's – it's a three-course meal, and there's going to be discussion, and, and I just think that's a fun one. It is a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say um, the other one that I wanted to let people of uh, the Bourbon Persuasion know about, my friends. Who of love, the Bourbon Persuasion. We have a little um, Maker's Mark private select release party at Ace Spirits. And so they have done the, they've done, they've gone and done the barrel thing, the private select barrel, which yep. I did with Rob Jones at Belcor. And they are having this little party. And basically, uh, one of the daughters, uh, Victoria McRae Samuels from Maker's Mark, is going to be up here. But here's what I love. They're, it's a $30 ticket. You go, you get to sip and try a whole bunch of stuff. But you can register. To, they're going to raffle off a chance to go to Kentucky to the Maker's Mark Distillery and take part in the barrel selection process. Oh, that's cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah, very cool. I would totally pay 30 bucks for a chance to go do that. Yes. So I just wanted to let you guys know that I have a link up on the feed on mspmag.com. Kentucky Derby's coming up too, so we may have to be talking mint juleps and hat drinks. I know. Well, we should drinks. definitely talk about yeah. mint juleps. And uh, Elizabeth Reese is going to be on with you next week right? while I'm going through the Grand Canyon. And then I will be back and we will be live at Bachman's on the 21st. Oh, I forgot that we're going to Bachman's. Yes, it's yeah. our first time ever doing a live broadcast there I pray there won't be no snow during that particular broadcast because 
Oh, the Bachmans, like when spring comes, it's my favorite place. You know what? I, I'm going to say that there won't be. Just It's going to be. Let's the just tw- say it. It's the 22nd? Yeah. Or the 21st? For 21st. Okay. Let's just say it, Stephanie. That's two weeks. Yeah. No, I'm going to. can happen in two it. weeks. I'm going to call it no snow. All right. I'm going to uh, be gone next week, but you guys will be here. We're and be thanks eating. to Arks Value Village for having us. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a fun. really wonderful day. And remember, you guys can come down today and still get 20% off. You and can. You can shop like the wind and refresh your spring bar carts. Everybody. Ciao, ciao. Gin. Ciao, ciao.